Welcome to day 71 of 100 Days of Podcast with me, Heather Balseric, still hoarse <laughs> from, uh, from the adventures of Bush Gardens this weekend. Um, I am really glad to have you here with me today because we are starting a whole new set of topics. <clears throat> and I, sorry, y'all, I, I want to dive in to a few topics that I've recently learned a lot about and I continue to learn about. And so the first one we're going to talk about is going to be neurodiversity. What is neurodiversity? And this is going to kick off at least um, at least two episodes, possibly three, uh, just kind of depending on how tomorrow goes um, <clears throat> for for us to really dive in and talk about neurodiversity. Um, but before we like actually get there today, um, as I've talked about, right, I have this awesome sponsor called Anchor. Uh, and so I'm trying to earn enough money to buy a coffee. Um, and so I set, I set my goal at $7. Um, we'll do a quick check. Uh, let's see how much money I've earned so far. Uh, cause again, the goal is $7. Um, to, to buy me a coffee. Uh, I have a dollar seventy six. Uh, so a dollar seventy six so far. So we're gonna take a break real quick to earn a coffee. I'll be right back. Okay, welcome back. Uh, it's now it's time to get back down to business. So what is neurodiversity? Let's start with the definition of neurodivergent, uh, which is the differing in mental or neurological function from what is considered typical or normal, frequently used with reference to autism spectric, autistic spectrum disorders. So that's the definition, right? If you just plain Jane, look it up on the Googles. That is what it will tell you. But I did find a really good article on WebMD that I want to go over because it gives it uh, in, in some better detail. Um, and we'll link it in the notes so you can read the whole thing, but I'll, I'll give you the highlights here. So the article itself, uh, let me get my scroll to work again. It's real weird. Uh, okay. What is neurodiversity? Bah, bah, bah. Uh, this is by Carrie uh, Wigginton. It was medically reviewed uh, by a doctor um, and she talks to a doctor um, and he or she, I guess she kind of interviewed her to build this article. And that doctor's name is, uh, Dr. Alicia, uh, Santuzzi. So if you hear me say Dr. Santuzzi or Santuzzi says, that's who the, the writer of this article is interviewing. Um, so let's see. Uh, so in, so what does it mean to be neurodivergent? That's like the first section here. Um, Judy Singer was a is a psychologist who has autism, and she started using the term neurodiversity um, in the late 1990s, which refers to a concept that certain developmental disorders are normal variations in the brain, <clears throat> and that people who have these features also have certain strengths. It says, for example, people with ADHD may have trouble with time management, but they often show high levels of passion, drive, and creative thinking. Uh, she said, even their um, or not she, this Sarah uh, Kussler, um, somebody else she interviewed said, even their impulsivity can, can be an advantage, uh, because they'll say things that other people are afraid to say. And that really, that reminds me of, um, I have a, a couple of friends who are neurodivergent. They have ADHD and they, the relationship that we have is very much one of, you know, 
we can say what needs to be said. Uh, things that maybe people wouldn't say, like we are very comfortable with that. The, the three of us have been friends now for, um, gosh, um, oh, wow, eight years almost. <laughs> oh, dang. Uh, so yeah, seven and a half years we've been friends. And, um, and so we, we have this relationship where I understand how their, uh, their ADHD presents and how the three of us can interact because their ADHD presents differently. Um, and so as, as myself, like in, in this group, they do like, we just have the understanding with each other. Um, the other example I can think of too is, um, on the amazing race, uh, Penn and Kim, right. Penn talks a lot about his ADHD. He's like, I have ADHD. And, um, he said, and it is absolutely a superpower sometimes, uh, when they would do like a memory challenge on the amazing race, he was very focused and like, he excelled at that because like he could hyper focus in, that was something that with his ADHD, he can really do well. Um, it goes on to say that neurodiversity isn't the same thing as a disability, though people who have neurodivergent features may need accommodations at work or school. Um, it says that besides ADHD, um, this also refers to people with autism spectrum disorder, dyslexia, uh, and other learning disabilities. There's a little section here about uh, neurodiversity at, at school, but I'm going to skip to the neurodiversity at work uh, since this is typically a podcast that talks about uh, career and whatnot. Um, and it says that people with neurodivergent features may spend a lot of time trying to adjust to their work environment, and they may need to manage their social impressions or find ways to block out distractions. Um, you know, again, everybody, it, it presents differently in people. And so it's really um, understanding if you're, if you're neurodivergent, if you have, you know, one of the, one of the things that, you know, falls under neurodiversity, it's knowing how you work best. And I think one of the things that the pandemic has really uh, maybe, you know, shined a light on is if you are uh, neurodivergent, like how do you work the best? And when you go back into the office or, you know, or do you need to stay at home or how can you work better in a hybrid situation? Like what's going to work better for you um, as you return back to like the quote unquote normal office situation? Um, and it's, and uh, Santuzzi says that the extra effort on adjustments, on blocking out distractions, on you know, trying to figure out their time, you know, the time management thing of, of how to, you know, how they're, uh, you know, going through life and, and doing work. This can really put extra toll on their uh, extra effort, can put, take a toll on their work performance and their physical and mental health. And it's a really unfair situation, she said. I agree. It is very unfair. Um, just because somebody their, their brain is different and works in a different way. We should make sure that we are making an environment where everybody can succeed, not just people who may not have, um, ADHD or autism or, um, dyslexia. Like we need to make sure as leaders, as employers, that we are creating an environment where all of these people can be successful and we're making the um, accommodation and in, in ways to 
ensure that everybody is able to, you know, work to their strengths. Um, bum, 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 sorry, reading, reading some more, seeing where we are. Um, it says in here, it's like focus on the positive, right? So it's better to approach, uh, you know, someone who is neurodivergent, right? Approach by focusing on what they're good at and not what they lack. Um, and it says some evidence, right? People with ADHD have high levels of spontaneity, courage, and empathy, and they can hyper-focus on certain tasks, right? Focus on those positive things. How can you take those positive attributes um, at work and, and, and make them something that, that you can excel with versus maybe, you know, putting, um, you know, focusing on something that they're lacking on like, Hey, you know, I was talking to you for five minutes, you know, but they were hyper-focused on something. So they couldn't, you know, they didn't answer their chat or they had their chat turned off or whatever. Like, don't, don't focus on those kind of things. Like focus on the positive, like, Hey, I saw that you were in focus mode. Hey, what, what were you working on? What'd you get done? Like asking those questions, being interested in kind of what they're working on and letting them know that it's okay having that discussion that it is okay. Um, it says that uh, those with autism pay attention to complex details. They have good memories and they show certain uh, specialty skills. Um, and experts think that this can be an asset in certain jobs, such as computer programming or music. <clears throat> um, and then people with dyslexia can perceive certain kinds of visual information better than those without the condition. And this skill is useful in jobs like engineering and computer graphics. And there's obviously, you know, more research that it continues to be done and, you know, behaviors like uh, hyperactivity and impulsivity or impulse, impulse, to, in, yes, I cannot say that word apparently today, uh, but they, they might have helped our ancestors like find food or move away from danger um, and strong non-social skills, um, like the kind that, that some people with autism have, those were good for our prehistoric uh, ancestors who lived out in nature. So these are all things that, you know, from, from the past, right, that, that, uh, you know, as we have evolved, and, you know, how these advantages maybe worked in the past, you know, how do they now work here where we are? And how will they help us in the future? As we research more and more, um, one of the things that um, is very interesting to me, and we're actually going to talk about it tomorrow, is some of the research. I finished a book today. Uh, we read it um, in a book club at work. Uh, but it was called the it was called Divergent Mind: Thriving in a World That Wasn't Designed for You. And so it's about, and it talks. It's mainly a book directed at women, like about the um, like the research in women for neuro, uh, neurodiversity, right? Like all of the studies mainly when, you know, coming up for like ADHD, all that stuff was usually done on, on boys. And so it was very kind of rare for a girl to be diagnosed at a young age with, with like ADHD and some other disorders and, and other things that fall under, you know, uh, neurodiversity. And so it's really fascinating to, to go over some of this research and stuff. So we're going to talk about some of that either like definitely tomorrow, possibly the next day. We'll see how long, <laughs> we'll see how long it ends up. We'll also see if I have a voice anyway. Uh, yeah. We'll also see if I continue to have a voice. Cause let me tell you, this is hard. Uh, when I sound like this, um, 
So thanks for bearing with me. Thanks for listening. Uh, and I know today was kind of like a bit all over the place. And uh, I, I apologize. Um, I'm, you know, number one, I'm learning um, more and more about this subject. So I don't say everything correctly. I don't, I, I may not always give the right examples, but I'm working on it. I'm trying to learn more, trying to educate myself so that I can be um, a better, you know, friend. I can be a better leader. Um, I can be a better peer um, to people at work. Um, I can be a better human. Um, and, and I can help like spread um, some information about neurodiversity and how we can help continue. You know, just I want to help continue other people learn this as well. So, all right, I'm going to stop rambling on because I got, I got to go. I got to go rest this voice. Um, uh, but I, I will see you tomorrow and we'll talk more about Divergent Mind. Um, until then, remember that you're loved, you're worthy, and there are great things ahead for you in this life if you trust and believe in the Lord. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.